Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome into Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes. Nice slant route. This is a business decision. You know you're going to take a lump. And former linebacker Sean Barber. There's a thing called street justice. You take care of yours. Yeah. You take care of your family. Take care of your chicken. Take care of your money. <laughs> On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back in the building. It is players only. Week 7 edition. I got my man Sean Barber, former linebacker in the NFL, specifically with the Chiefs. We only speak about the Chiefs. We don't speak about the other teams. And I am Danon Hughes, former wide receiver with the Chiefs. Players only brought to you, brought to you each and every week during the regular season. We have an opportunity for Barbershop and I to chop it up. Occasionally, occasionally we'll have some other former players with the Chiefs and a, a new little twist, Barbershop. We're actually going to have some current players that might pop in from time to time during this season. So make sure you stay tuned each and every week on Thursday nights as we break down the Chiefs and everything that's going on in and around the Chiefs the prior game, as well as this upcoming game. And as we always say, uh, Players Only is brought to you by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. Barbershop, what's going on, brother? Always, man. This is just so enlightened um, as we we finish the CDOT show. I'm (laughs) I'm so enlightened sometimes because I I do see there's – Progress. I'm working on him. I'm working on him. That's your goal. I mean, I just, I just want him to be enlightened a little bit about that football is more than what he sees on that TV screen. There's so much. These guys are not robots. They, they're not, they're not paid to do a service. These guys are humans. They got families, got kids and wives, and everybody is out there just trying to do their best. So yes, bring a a, a win home each weekend. Uh, win enough games, get to the playoffs, and then do our city proud and try to win another Super Bowl. But there are things in life that's so much higher priority than somebody missing a tackle or getting a penalty. And he's acting like this is the only thing they need to worry about. <laughs> like so, this is all they got to worry about is, is X's and O's on the football field. I'm like, that is so shallow. It, it's interesting because, you know, we usually use the first quarter of the show to talk about the recap of the game. And I want to add a little bit more to that because I think you and C dot do a really good job. You guys compliment each other each and every Thursday as you got, you are on from five to six and then you carry into my show because he comes from way on one side of the spectrum. And then you come from like our side of the spectrum where you're, you're trying to impart wisdom. I believe C dot is a very smart young man. 
I believe he's been around sports for a long time. I believe he knows what he's saying. And when I say he knows what he's saying, some of that stuff, he's just trying to get you riled up. He knows what he's po- he knows when he's poking the bear. I think he's scarred. <laughs> he's scarred. I think he has a bunch of uh, he's damaged goods with a bunch of baggage from some old old Chiefs uh, seasons where they've let him down in the he playoffs. He wakes up in a cold sweat sometimes. Yeah, he's, he still thinks. <laughs> oh, um, rest his soul, Marty Ball. He thinks that Marty Ball is still. Uh, you know, we're going to lose in the playoff. We ain't, our defense ain't doing – offensively, we got too many penalties. Like, all these things are, you know, these old ghosts from the spirits, from the old <laughs> laurels of uh, Kansas City uh, time past is starting oh, to man. uproot themselves. And I'm like, that has nothing that, to do with And you're the team. great kazoo. You're the great kazoo on his shoulder? Hey, man, I'm just trying to talk to some wisdom and knowledge to that young man. <laughs> all right. Well, talking about wisdom and knowledge, we got the Jay Southland – Toast service text line and phone line open, 913-576-7610. Call us. Text us. The lines are open. And as we introduced last week, the third quarter of this show will be the Times Yours segment. Times Yours, Andy Reid, Times Yours segment. We're going to open up the lines to speak to everybody that calls, and we're going to address as many texts as we can. But as we do in the first quarter, Let's we got to recap the Washington football team game. Barbershop, I want to hear your perspective about the first half, second half, the differences between the two. Um, I, I, I'll share my thoughts first. Um, Marty, as you mentioned, rest in peace. Marty Schottenheimer used to say you win, you beat the teams you're supposed to beat and you win at home and you will have an opportunity in January. Uh, now, this team hasn't been very good at home. We lost two of our three games at home. But Washington football team was a team we were supposed to beat, and we went and beat them. Now, you'd like it to be a little bit more clean in the first half, but the other team gets paid too. And I know that's how you you reference that a lot when you're talking to CDOT on his show. And so to me, it was a good win on the road. Uh, there were several aspects of that win that I thought were encouraging uh, to shut them out the entire second half and for us to score to only touchdowns in the second half, to me, that's encouraging. We got in the red zone and we scored touchdowns. You cannot make a, a living, which we'll talk about this more when we talk about the preview for the Titans game, but you cannot make a living on the road kicking field goals. And to score touchdowns is optimum, especially on the road and the fact that we were able to not allow them as dismal as we've been in the red zone defensively, we did not allow them into the red zone the entire game. And yet when we got in the red zone, we were three for four and three touchdowns. So there's a lot of, of uh, meat to the bone where we can be encouraged about this chiefs team and where we're going. It was only one half. There's a lot of football left, but uh, uh, takeaways, the running attack, the blocking, Mike Remmers and infusing some some really good energy into this offense, technique-wise, blocking, you know, uh, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. To me, he did a, a, a very, very solid job for his first time on the field this season. And Darrell Williams, one of the great stories uh, that is a part of this Chiefs organization, not just this year, but for the past few years since he's been a backup, a guy that's all they've always tried to get somebody else to replace him. Whether it was drafting Clyde Edwards Alaire, whether it was Damian Williams, whether it was signing Shady McCoy, 
Um, they always seemed like he was the guy that was just continuing to do his job, bring his lunch pail to work, and yet there was always looking for something around the corner, and yet he gets his opportunity. First start in a regular season game, and he showcases his skills the way he did. I thought there's a lot of great things that we saw in this game. Juan Thornhill playing 100% of the plays and the defense uh, along with Rashad Fenton, two guys that got sparingly time in the, in the past, and yet they stepped up. Well, I think, I mean, like, I'll begin on the defense side of the ball, like you said. Why you got to start on the defensive side? All right, I'll start Why don't on you the start on the good side? All right, I'll start on the offense side of the ball. <laughs> Anything, you know, whatever. What, hey, it's your world, Dana. <laughs> uh, on the offensive side of the ball, it was uh, it was great to see. Um, I think the, 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 the persistency and the consistency I saw from Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, going out, you knew something was wrong earlier. You know, something was happening with his quad, something about his lower body. The amount of time seeing him fall in his routes and things like that. Um, and then to see him come back the second half with so much energy and so much vigor and being able to just will his way to complete uh, a complete, you know, 180 turnaround from the attitude you saw at the beginning of the game. It was no longer him worrying about whether his body was going to hold up. He just he took control. He became an impact player in that second half and started to really dominate that game. Um, obviously, he got a little bit worried with Kelsey with the hand injury. He was, you know, kind of complaining about that all game. Um, but, but still, even once the game was um, sealed up, he still went back out there and wanted to finish the game. Like champions, true champions, true guys that love to compete on the field, never want to leave the battlefield um, until that victory, until that dub is accounted for. And then, like you said, the rushing game. Um, we, we see how complete this offense can be when we um, start to call on that rushing game and see how effective it can be. It adds a lot of balance to this offense. And when this offense becomes balanced, it becomes almost uh, unstoppable. Yeah. Um, the only thing that stops us is ourselves with penalties. So I love seeing Orlando Brown and Rimmer being able to go against some of the two best uh, up-and-coming uh, defensive ends, like you said, with uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Um, but seeing how we handled that offensive line, that defensive line, as far as offensively, and the, the guys going down to work, um, obviously a little bit sad about the the loss to Jody. Um, he made a yeah. great Randy Moss catch down the sideline, but then uh, something in me feels like on that catch he might have tweaked something in that Achilles, and then later on in the in, in the game it it just, it just tore. So um, I don't know if that's the official word on him, but that's what it looked like it was an Achilles um, tear when he went down. Um, but looking at that offensively, I think it was a complete game. Um, we, we definitely wanted to score more points in that first half going into the locker room, but our offense definitely turned things on. And then when the offense got going, obviously this is a, a complementary football, all three phases working together, special teams, offense, and defense. And once our special teams and offense got going, the defense just kicked it into overdrive in that second half, uh, started making pressure, creating turnovers, um, doing what you got to do to play uh, lights-out football and shutting the team out. I don't care which team it is. I don't care uh, what half of football you're talking for a second half. To be able to shut another NFL team out for a half of football is an amazing uh, accomplishment and something you can hang your hat on as a day is good work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it was a great win, and people want to negate this win just because of the nature of the Washington football team. But you know what? They, they're going to be, I would venture to say, every team in the NFL is going to win at least one game this year. Uh, it hasn't happened very often in NFL history that there's been one team that has lost all of their games, just a few times. So they're going to beat somebody. 
And on any given Sunday, anything can happen. We've seen some some poor teams beat some really good teams. I go back to uh, the Chiefs beating the Packers, who were undefeated at Arrowhead. Um, Things can happen. Things can shake up in a crazy way. So you take the wins as you can, and and you you have the 12 o'clock rule where you relish it, you're happy, you're on the plane back, you're enjoying yourself, and when midnight hits, that's when you shift in to the next gear for the next opponent, and that opponent is the Titans. So I think the fans, there, you know, there's always something when you're talking about 24-hour media, radio shows that have to go for four hours, there's always a different spin, and there's always some different little curveball that's thrown. Uh, some, some of it, I understand, you have to put everything out on the table at times because there might be that one fan or that one listener or assortment of listeners that are listening and maybe have that mindset. But in reality, from a player's perspective, and that's what we're bringing you, Barbershop and I, a win is a win is a win is a win. And I think we've gotten spoiled here in the Chiefs' kingdom because of the success that we've had under Andy Reid and specifically over these last three years that we want to nitpick specific aspects of wins when at the end of the season – we're going to look at the wins and loss column and hopefully another Super Bowl opportunity. And we're not going to be talking about the nitpicking that went on in week four, week five, and week six. Well, we definitely want the team to be more consistent. We know yeah. that's one thing that all great teams, when it comes to the end of the season, we know that the, the value as far as not only being a playoff team, but being a team that goes deep into the playoffs, the one aspect is about being consistent on defense and then obviously valuing the possessions on offense by not turning the ball over. So I think as the season goes on, we're going to see our team gets uh, moving up that, that, that turnover differential chart week in and week out. All right. Well, that's the end of the first quarter. Players only here. We will be back shortly. I want to talk in the second quarter about dealing with stars and holdouts and specifically depth chart changes. We've both been in the locker room. We've either elevated up the – the depth chart or we've been moved down and somebody moved ahead of us. And that we saw a little bit of that this last week and it looks like it's going to carry on through the rest of the season. Don't forget 913-576-7610. The phone lines are open. The text line is open. We'll get to that in the third quarter, but we're going to come back and talk about these depth charts. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. And we're back with Players Only, Sean Barber. I'm Danon Hughes, and each and every week we're sponsored by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. Barbershop, we tackled the Washington football recap, and in looking back at that game and some of the, the broadcast notes that I had, I'm in the booth with Mitch Holtis on 106, The Wolf, each and every Sunday or each and every game day for a great pregame show with Josh Klingler and Dan Israel. And then the broadcast and the action obviously on the field carries itself. I started to look at my chart and my notes and, you know, everything that was leading up to the game about the depth chart and changes. And I think they were very necessary, but it, it kind of brought me into the mindset of thinking back in my days, my teams. Uh, there's a misnomer out there amongst fans and sometimes in the media that players 
in the locker room react or have a reaction internally similar to people outside the locker room. Mm. Now, it doesn't mean you and I have always talked about we're not any better than any other fan. We just see the game differently. I think fans see the business and those interchangeable parts differently than players in the locker room. I remember for me personally, I once I got activated from practice squad my rookie year, I was active every single game my six years except for one game. And we played the Packers here against Brett Favre. And Sean LaChapelle was a wide receiver, came here in free agency. He and, both, he and I both were in the same draft class. And he came here later in his career. And uh, he was a good wide receiver, solid. You know, kind of you know, like Mark Bo Richter for you. I mean, tall guy, can run, uh, et cetera. And I pulled a hamstring the week before, not anything brand new, rehabbed it, was practicing. Uh, and Marty, the way the the way it worked back then, and I don't know if Andy Reid does it this way, but back then, I'm, and I don't know if Dick Vermeil uh, did it with you this way, they would literally come to you in the locker room about an hour and a half before the game and say, and tap you on the shoulder in your locker and say, hey, you're down today, right? I never paid attention to whoever was down because I always knew that I was up. Like, I, like I'm the special teams captain. Um, you know, um, you know the, the, the personal protector. I'm the number three receiver. Like, I never paid attention. There was nobody going to tap on my shoulder. And he came that one day and tapped on my shoulder and told me I was down. And then I saw Sean LaChapelle was up and starting because Lake Dawson and those guys, they had, they had some injuries. Man, I went in the locker room. I went back. Marty's office, Andy Reid and Marty, they have their own office in, in uh, the locker room. I went back, I knocked on that door, and I went in on it. I went in, like I I was so hot. And I think this is this tells you about the relationship with coaches and players because if they realize that you're a blue collar guy, your heart is in it, you're fully, you know, fully enveloped in in the team and the success and you do everything possible, they'll give you some leeway in regards to how you might talk to them or how you might express your emotions. And I have to believe Marty knew that about me. He knew that well, what, what was coming from me was genuine. It wasn't about wanting some stats or just playing or having family in the stands or whatever else. It was genuine. And he let me unload on him for about five minutes. And I went from every nobody know nothing without me out there and blah, 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 went off. And he, he just gave me a hug. He's like, I'm sorry, Danon. And that was it. And then the next week and, and subsequent weeks for the next three years, I was active. But – I say all that because there were some depth chart changes that I think fans outside kind of think that maybe there's some head butting, there's some butting of heads, there's maybe an attitude in the locker room, like, you know, in a boardroom with the business where somebody got, they got the big account. So then you see these movies where they don't like each other and they nasty to each other. But that's not how it is in the locker room. That's not how it is. Like, we're brothers. I might be upset that I'm not playing but I don't ever put that on you. Like you see time and time again in, in the NFL, NBA, you see guys during timeouts and they're inactive, pulling guys aside, talking to them, 
you know, whatever's best for the team. That's how you're programmed. That's how I was programmed, and that's how I think this Chiefs team is programmed. Yeah, I think a lot of fans, we, we, they watch a lot of that uh, every given Sunday, and they yeah. see uh, uh, steaming Willie Beeman and how <laughs> – him in the cap didn't get yeah, along. Yeah, didn't get along. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, you know that that kind of battle. That that's not the mindset um, in the NFL in most locker rooms, especially on defense. Um, you always understand you one of eleven, and 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 usually the guys on your squad, you already know there's multiple different packages, and every mm-hmm. package mirrors or is a, is built to take something away from the offense. And so when you go into a a, a game, there's going to be a game that, you know, this team doesn't have the greatest wide receivers, so we're going to be uh, more focus on the run game, so let's get our our, our safeties. Our you know, um, if we got a safety that can play linebacker and go sideline to sideline a little bit better than uh, maybe one of our, our aging older linebackers. Hey, you know we're not gonna lose anything. We're gonna we're gonna gain that that extra speed and quickness on the field. So like, don't take that as a as a as a as a affront to your abilities. That's just what the defense needs to do to attack this one um, opponent. You when, buy in. You buy all oh, that. You definitely buy. I mean, but you got to make. You got to buy in at that point from the pre. Like, like the, this defense is what it is in the preseason. The work you put in in the preseason and the offseason, the OTAs, the way you earn your starting position, your role on a roster, is through the offseason training and how you practice on the practice field. Come game day, that's the, you know, that's the icing on the cake. Yeah, that's the payoff. That's that's what everybody wants the snaps um, on game day. But but your teammates, right? Everybody in that locker room and the teammates, they know the guys that have sacrificed and the guys that have performed during training camp, during the offseason, and, and have you know committed themselves to, 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 to being in the right place at the right time, knowing the adjustments, knowing all the checks and balances. Um, and so they're confident who should be out there and who shouldn't be. And so for a, a position change to be made because somebody didn't perform well or missed a couple of checks or uh, made a mistake on man coverage – that's just not the that's not the way in the NFL. It's it's, yeah. it's too many other plays that these guys have graded out great against. Out of fifty plays, you grade out great on forty five of them, and because five plays you messed up, that doesn't cost you your job. Yeah, I remember you saying that last week, and I think that's a great point because there, you know, in this particular game against the Washington Football Team, there are fifty nine plays. Hmm. Juan Thornhill played a hundred percent of those, while Daniel Sorensen played thirty two percent of those get plays. Uh, I specifically, you know, when we're talking about the depth chart changes, we go back to our history and some of the, you know, stories or, or experiences that we had. But the fact remains is what I, when I had a coach, Al Saunders, as the, as the wide receiver coach, he eventually came to uh, offensive coordinator. He said, will, won't, can, can't. Will, won't, can, can't. And that resonated in my brain. Because what he was saying was, if you won't, we'll find somebody who will. If you can't, we'll find somebody who can. That's as cutthroat, but as honest and straightforward, as kindergarten-esque as you could ever get in regards to any job. Not just the job on the football field, but it applies to any job. You drive a truck, you teach, you coach, you do whatever. Will, won't, can, can't. And... And it also is the world's longest job interview. And I think nowadays it's kind of shifted just a bit, and that's what used to be pumped into our heads because now there are guaranteed contracts. When I played, there weren't guaranteed contracts. You got your signing bonus. That was what was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And so it, it became, you know, kind of resonated in you. Like every single day you got in the habit of walking in the locker room and looking up 
to see if your name tag was still on your locker or looking on your stool during training camp to see if there was a pink slip that said go, go to see Carl Peterson and bring your playbook because it's the world's longest job interview. So to have these changes, I give credit to organizations and, and leaders of organizations that are willing in week six to say the road we're going down now is not going to get us where we need to go. Even though it's a young talent, they'll have to, look, they'll have to lean on Lucas Niang at some point in his career. His, his time as a chief and as a viable part of this offensive line is not over just because Mike Remmers took over at the right tackle position. Daniel Sorensen is going to have his package, as you mentioned, going to have his package in this defense, and he's going to make plays just like he did a couple of years ago against the Texans in the playoffs uh, last year and the interception and pick sixes against Denver and other big plays he's made time and time again. He's going to have that. And we just have to recognize that it's not all, you know, everything's in an uproar. It's doom and gloom because somebody gets replaced or when they got replaced. Was it one week too late, one week too early? The Chiefs cost the, you know, organization cost us two games because they should have made this. It, it could have been, as you mentioned, it could have been about the package. It could have been about maybe something that they saw in Juan Thornhill or Mike Remmers battling injuries that w- they weren't ready and then you go to the bullpen. You don't go to the bullpen in the third inning. You go to the bullpen when we had HDH. You go to the bullpen in the sixth inning so they can close out the game. Yeah, and then we talk about those personal stories. I, I think of my own uh, career. When I first got drafted by the Washington football team, there was already a Will linebacker slash safety. His name was Jamel Williams, and actually a uh, Nebraska star. He played mm-hmm. the star uh, linebacker slash safety position at Nebraska for a number of years. Tremendous athlete. I think it was a second-round pick by the Washington football team. So I come in the year after him as a fourth-round pick. So, um, you know, less draft capital expended on me. Uh, but we played the same position. And so my job was to beat him out. That was my job. Yeah. To make the defense as, as, as strong, as in effective as possible, is for me to beat out the person in front of me. And then once I had that position – um, I was constantly fighting off younger guys trying to beat, my, beat out uh, me for my position. Yeah. And that's the way I held on to it. When I got to Philadelphia, there was a guy, Quentin Caver, uh, from Arkansas. I remember him. Uh, rangy linebacker. Uh, we called him Range Rover. Uh, but had to beat him out to earn a starting position uh, when I got the Eagles. And then when I came here to Kansas City, um, they had a group of linebackers, Monty Beisel, um, and some other guys who, you know. Stills? Was Stills here? G. Stills, was, he played defensive end kind of. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, Baiso and a couple other guys. So even though I was brought here as a free agent, that never in my mindset for a snap or a season of my career did I go in thinking I was a prima donna, I was the man. Uh, a, a, a made man, or I was going to be gifted a position. I felt like every year I was earning my position to go out there and play um, and I had to do that at the highest level and showcase everybody, show, show to everyone in that building, all the evaluators, all the scouts, that no matter what that contract said they was paying me, they won't pay me enough. And that was my whole mentality for 10 years in the league. I mean, it never stopped until I, uh, until I retired. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic that I think the, the fans, and we got an active text line. We got Dan from KC. We're going to put you on hold. 913-576-7610. When we come back after halftime, we're going to get to these text lines and the time it will be yours. Phone line, text line will be open and we got some doozies here. Stay tuned. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. That's my community moment. 
What am I doing in the community? That's what I'm doing. My community is what that time is. Time here. Time here. Time here. Time here. Time here. It was a great game by everybody. Time here. And we're back. Players only bet. Sean Barber. I am Danon Hughes. And as you just heard from our great leader, Andy Reid, the time is yours. We just come back from halftime of Players Only. It's the third quarter. And the third quarter each and every week will be that time's yours segment. We got a couple of calls coming in. Let's go to Dan from KCK. Dan, the time's yours. Hey, hey, Dan. Hey, Sean. Yeah, it was a great win by the Chiefs. That was like South defense in the second half. And, I, you know, uh, I heard Dusty say that uh, the turnover problems will continue. I don't think so. That's going to be correctable. All they, all, uh, all they got to do is just catch the ball. Tyreek knows he should not, you know, let that ball go off his hand. So, you know, I like, I like how the team is going now. We need a little payback, Dan, from what happened in the championship year when the Chiefs blew that lead at Tennessee. So let's take care of the Titans. Take care of yourself, guys. Thanks a lot, Dan. We appreciate you. I know he had to get a, a a cool glass of water after that. I wonder if he gets winded. I get winded listening to him, but I love the energy. I appreciate you, Dan. Yeah, there's some revenge. I'm sure that's in the minds of the Tennessee Titans. Um, as we mentioned last week, the Chiefs this season have played three teams that they ended their 2020 seasons. And then if you go back to the 2019 season, the Super Bowl winning season, there's a there's the Tennessee Titans who we ended their season as well. So that carries over. Contrary to what people believe, just because it's been a, a year, it does carry over. And uh, so I'm sure that'll be on the minds of the Titans. Let's go to Big Jacks. Big Jacks, what's going on? Bro, what's going on, Dana? Danny, how's it chilling. going? I'm chilling, man. Just sitting here with Barbershop. You don't no have to doubt. speak. You don't have to speak to Barbershop. He's a defensive guy. You just, you know, people can nah, speak to the nah. offense. I'm actually calling because of what something Barbershop just oh, said. Oh, dang. Powerful. That was powerful. Uh, when he said, you know, he always played with the mindset of no matter what that contract is, no matter how much they're paying me, it's still not enough. And I think that's a huge, a great mindset to go into any situation where you committed to giving somebody your services, they've committed to paying you for them, and you're exceeding that on every single every single time you step on the field, every time you, you know, try to get out there. So I actually was calling because I thought Pop Barbershop came up with something that everybody, every player, every every employee needs to play with that mindset, man. So good hey man, good job. I appreciate it, bro. Man, that's a blessing right there. You know what I'm saying? He takes that that negativity that Dana tries to sprinkle. He tried to sprinkle a little negativity on the call. You ain't got to speak to Barbershop. And the man said, well, to be correct, I was actually speaking in reference to Barbershop because he blessed us with how did, that. How do you say it? How do you say it? What you mean? What, I mean, can you say that again? I, are you, you you sound like all philosophical right I'm there. I'm just saying. He just, he just put you in your place. Hey, <laughs> hey, Dana, step back a little bit. Take that haterade. Put it back in your cup. <laughs> I'm not drinking that right now. You see, I was actually calling to congratulate my man Barbershop about blessing us with a nice little insight about how do you, yeah, that, that was the mindset. Always outplay your contract. No matter what you sign that contract for, I'm going to each year, I'm going to outperform it. And I'm going to make my deal be the best deal of the, uh, um, of the, of the franchise. So um, that kept you hungry. It kept you humble. Um, it, it allowed you to really check your ego at the door, not worrying about who making what on other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's always comes down to it. You know, that, that money, man, that money pushes things. It, put, it puts people in some some really weird positions out there on that field. 
So the quicker you can uh, hang that up at the door and just go out and play football, um, the, the more effective you can be on that, especially on the defense side of the ball. And, and just to clarify, that money factor ain't just about pro football or pro sports. It, it affects people in boardrooms and, oh, yeah. and, and other corporations as well. So there's always this kind of mindset that we want to separate. When we talk about business, you'd separate athletes from other everyday workers. And there's a lot more similarities than many people want to give credit to. While we're on the, 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 the giving love train, the barbershop, I guess we got to oh. go to the text line. Appreciate you, uh, uh, Jax, uh, from 816. Hey, B-Shop, I think you should get your own show. Your insight is great, and you have charisma. Oh, man, I appreciate that. That's I mean, what you're here for. That's what you're here on this show for. Yeah, I don't need my own show to do that, man. I'm a good co-pilot. I like Dana does a great job of setting up the uh, agenda. He knows the, the, the hidden points. He knows the hot topics. Uh, we got a good one two going on. Don't try um, to butter me up now. What you mean, man? Don't don't, don't try to, I, don't try to get on my good side. Oh man, listen, like I said, don't we ain't got you always trying to sprinkle that that that, <laughs> that sentiment of hate in there. And I'm trying to tell you, man, this is not backhanded compliments. These come from the heart. Um, we do a great job of what we do. I enjoy doing it. Um, we we'll, we'll handle all that that stuff in the off season. I'm, I'm a, like I'm not gonna be a Ben Simmons. Come here with my my cell phone and my sweatpants <laughs> on and mess up the defensive drills. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be a willing here. participant? You're going to hey go man, through every drill? I know my role. I'm going to get on here and speak the truth, do what I do, let barbershop shine, do my thing. Boom. Dana going to do his thing. Nostradamus. No, Nostradamus, man. Oh, my bad. Nostradamus. <laughs> he going to come out here and, and show. Now, unfortunately, Nostradamus might have got on the dark side today because he actually sided with CDOT and Rob, the producer, and took the L.A. Rams against the Detroit Lions. For some reason, they all feeling like this. Uh, a Stafford revenge game, like Stafford's going to go up there and try to have nah. some revenge against the Lions. Hey, man, it's hard when you play in Survivor. You keep picking against those un- winless teams. I'm just warning you. But I'm warning you. I could see the Lions beating the Vikings or mm. somebody like that, but they All ain't right. going to beat the Rams. All and you right. heard it. You heard it here. That's how confident I mm. am. And uh, mm. back to the text line, we got the 314. We never go punch teams in the mouth. They give us their best best punch, and we react. Why why are we why are we the Chiefs a reactive team? Uh, I mean, I, I, I just think there's a philosophy on defense, um, and I'm not gonna say I know this from um, anything I've heard from the coach or anything. But what I see on our defensive side of the ball is we we are a very vanilla. Uh, we want to see if what we saw on film is really what you're doing as far as X's and O's. Are you trying to attack us defensively like we saw on film? Because we set up a game plan to be able to really take away certain things. But if you show those things in the first half of a ball game and you allow an offense to go into the locker room at halftime, then they can change what they're doing and try to find ways to beat you. If you can survive the first half, and sometimes in defense it's survival mode. Just stay, just stay true to what you – the base core stuff, not showing too much. Try to keep them out the end zone, holding the field goals. And then once you know, when you know what you know and you show for show what they're doing on offense, Spags and the defensive staff get Make together, boom. That's Just how like you shut did. them out the second half because we know the second half of the ball games, that's when games are won and lost. Hey, man, we're going to go to Josh. Josh and OP. What's going on, Josh? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Barbara, man, go back to – I'm from Philadelphia, so I got a special, a special place. Um, I, I know, like, when you was in the league, you had to – attack big backs like Bettis and stuff like that. What do you think is a linebacker's mentality going into a game against a monster like Henry? 
Uh, if you could extrapolate a little bit, I, I greatly appreciate it. Hold, right. hold on for dear life. That's, <laughs> that's what you were saying in the, during the commercial, wasn't hey, it, Barbershop? Man, listen, listen, I got, I tried to tell him earlier. I, so I went to get uh, Mike Allstar. He's probably one of the bigger backs that I've had to go against. Um, they played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And when you – it was all about knocking their pins out. You hear that terminology, knock the pins out. That means trying to find a way to put your shoulder pads right above the guy's ankles. And you hit their ankles together, and most line, m- most big running backs fall down. They do not have the greatest balance. They don't have that same um, ability as some of these smaller scat backs, that uh, the bowling ball, the, the pinball type running backs Shifty. to go, uh, the Maurice Jew drones and the um, LTs and the Emmett Smiths of the world. They don't have that capability, so they're always a little bit top heavy. So you got to knock those ankles together and get those feet from under. The one thing about um, Henry that makes him so tough is he keeps a good wide base. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to get those ankles together, get those feet together, get those big tree trunk sized legs, and he keeps them pounding. And then he has that vicious stiff arm where he's keeping you away from his legs. So he knows what defenses are trying to do. Um, theoretically, you just gotta you gotta swarm. You gotta you gotta tackle him as a pack of wolves um, going after that 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 wounded lamb. That's the way they got to hunt this dude down. It can't be a one-on-one tackle. It can't be one gotta guy. Be a host of cats. It got to be guys passionate to get to that ball carrier, and you just got to keep hitting them all four quarters. Barbershop, when you was tackling Mike Allstar and he was carrying you for a few yards, did you say like "wee" like you was on a uh, <laughs> like you was on a, uh, a roller coaster like a little kid? Anyway, we got Sid. Last call before we go to break. Sid up north. What's going on, Sid? You like how I slipped that in there? Yeah. Hey, hello. What's up? What's up, Sid? Yeah, this is JW here. What's going on, JW? Hey, man, I got to tell you something. I, you may not want to comment on it. I was listening to C Dot show yesterday, and my God, he threw a curveball that went off the screen. <laughs> He's complaining or something about you got a quarterback here in Kansas City that hasn't really elevated any players other than his tight end and his uh, wideout. And I go, oh my God, am I nuts? This thing bothered me for 24 hours. I said, the guy almost took you to three straight Super Bowls. He's elevated the whole team. I don't know what his point was. He he, he went on for 15 damn minutes about this. And I said, I kind of like a comment from a player's perspective. Well, uh, uh, we appreciate the call, JW. Yeah, I would say, and we got to go to break real quick, but I think you would beg to differ with Damian Williams. You'd beg to differ with uh, McCall Hardman and D-Rob. Those are guys that, with a bad quarterback, I don't know if they would have the careers and the longevity that they probably would have with Patrick Mahomes. Darrell Williams also, uh, just because they are running backs and they may not catch a lot of balls out of the backfield, the fact that 15 is the quarterback impacts the running game and anybody that's a viable receiver or a ball carrier on this offense. So I would beg to differ with C. Dot. When you have greatness at the quarterback position, you look at the Pickers and Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. What happened to a lot of those guys when they left? Hmm. What happened to some of those so-called superstars that were on uh, Super Bowl teams at wide receiver when they left and went to another team? They didn't fare well. So there's an impact that guys have. It's not just about the stats. Yeah. We appreciate the call. When we come back, we got the fourth quarter of players only, and we got to talk about this Titans team and talk about the keys to snatching a victory away from their hands down in Nash Vegas. 
This is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And we're back, fourth quarter, Players Only, Sean Barber. I'm Danon Hughes, and the Time's Yours segment, one of my favorite segments, is building up to that. Mm. Hearing from the mm. fans. Some cool texts we'll get to real quick. Barbershop, you saw a couple that you liked. Man, yeah, I got to give Golden some love from the nine, uh, 816. You guys are great. There is nothing more I enjoy listening to than two pros that I had the chance to work and battle every day to do their jobs and play the game that they love. There's a million quarterback, uh, couch quarterbacks out there that should hear you two talk. I love it. Keep it up. And then my girl Jess from the 913. I love you guys' show. I enjoy listening to all the 610 shows, but having a show hosted by former NFL players only is so great. Hearing you guys' perspective on the team and the league is different from just any other media host. I kind of wish you guys was on longer. Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Jess. We appreciate that. And one one text line reminded me about Albert Wilson. One game with Patrick Mahomes, Albert Wilson at 17th, Week 17 against the Broncos, Patrick Mahomes rookie year, got Albert Wilson a nice fat contract to go down to Miami. So you are right. Quarterbacks can make players. And uh, CDOT, I don't know you know, where he was going with that. Patrick Mahomes has really done a really good job of that with several players. So Barbershop, we only got three minutes left in our show. Chiefs-Titans. Man, I'm going to keep it simple, um, and I've always preached this from the beginning. On defense, you got to do three things. You stop the run first and foremost. Then you get after the passer, and then you take the ball away. Those are the three things. I mean, I don't know if you want to call them keys to victory, uh, must-lose lists, priorities. First and foremost, you got to stop the run. And against this team, because their ego and because the way they their coach is built – he will continue to run this ball or try to create a, a, a run game, no matter what the score is, for all four quarters. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I believe in that as well. But there's uh, some things about this Titans team that we can expose. Uh, the Titans defense, specifically against the pass, they have been dismal against receivers. Uh, specifically. So I feel like we have an opportunity, or I should say we don't have any excuses if we can't be proficient on offense, as long as we can protect Patrick Mahomes. But uh, the one stat that jumps out to me, the Titans defense has allowed the most receiving yards and most receiving touchdowns to wide receivers in the NFL this year. 1,418 yards in yardage and 10 touchdowns to receivers. So our receivers should be looking their chops at an opportunity to go against a defense, a, a pretty depleted defensive backfield. They have one solid player in Bayard at the safety position, Amani Hooker, also a former Hawkeye is at that safety position. But the corners, they went down, they were down to their last defensive back last week against the Bills due to injuries and so on. So that's something that we can exploit. But I agree, you go on the road, and as I mentioned earlier, when you go on the road, you can't settle for field goals. You have to win with touchdowns. So I want to see them capitalize with sevens when they get inside the red zone, just like they did last week with the Washington football team. And I think it's just about taking it personal. Like I always said, that's why God made doctors and ice bags, because of games like this. When you got to go up against a guy like Derrick Henry, you know you got to bring your lunch pail. 
you got to you got to bring your hard hat and you got to go to work. And at the end of the game, if you need to ice up on the plane, you need to sit in the ice tub, you need to take Monday off, you need to rehab on Tuesday, get a massage, that's what you do. You make a business decision. And the business decision is about what's the best business for this organization. And the best business for this organization is coming away from Nash Vegas with a win. And however way you can do that, do it. And if, if it means that you got to put your body in harm's way, that's what you signed up for. I like it, man. No excuses. Amen. And, and honestly, my man J-Dub, who was talking about CDOT, we got to take it easy on CDOT. You know, sometimes <laughs> he a little bit off. But we do know about Pat Mahomes. The one thing, it, he's kind of, we might, maybe should call him uh, Mr. High Tide because it, it raises all, the, right? High Tide raises the ships. Of all, <laughs> all The high tide, the water raises all ships. And no matter what ship you are in the water here in Kansas City, when Pat Mahomes is on the field, your production will increase. Amen. And we got uh, just from the 417, the Chiefs need to win because he. I just, just drove through Nashville, and it took us an hour just to drive through. So you got frustrated drivers that are hoping that we win this game. So we appreciate the text from the 417-913-816. Everybody, all the phone callers today, we appreciate you. We love you. We thank you for your support each and every week here with Barbershop, myself. Maybe there might be a special guest next week as we tune in after what we expect to be a Chiefs win and preparation for the New York football Giants coming to town for Monday Night Football. So for Julio, my man, Julio Sanchez, we got Barbershop and myself, Danon Hughes. Thank you. And we'll talk to you and hear from you next week. Peace. This is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.